I think of like a board of directors or like a conference room, this big ass table and everyone's sitting around and everyone's got something to say. And I think that imposter syndrome actually isn't as scary as we think it is, but it gets scary when in that, in that boardroom, it has the loudest voice. In this episode, LA-based producer and content creator Jasmine Fuego gives the rundown on confidence building and overcoming imposter syndrome. The Jabberwocky. It's the voice that turns determination to doubt. It creeps in to confuse and convolute, to jumble and judge and dash our deepest desires to dust. Sorry! Not today. I'm Eric Quigley, a creative director, brand strategist, father, and type A entrepreneur on a mission to help creatives and business owners make the seemingly impossible possible. Brand therapy, imposter syndrome, corporate metaphysics, mental health, creative rehab, it's all on the table. Together, we're going to slay the Jabberwocky. Your session starts now. Okay, here we are again. This is Jasmine Fuego. Hello, Jasmine. How are you? Hi. It's so good to see you. Yeah, so good to see you too. I'm so glad we decided to do this. Um, I've known you for a while now, which is, I can't even believe it. But for people that don't know who you are, can you introduce yourself? Let us know what you're doing right now. All that good stuff. Absolutely. So my name is Jasmine Fuego. And I am a producer and content creator based in Los Angeles. Right now, I'm really, really focusing my skills and my passions through travel and lifestyle and sharing the benefits of that and trying to make it more accessible and attainable for folks, um, whether it be traveling around the world or just exploring their own city or neighborhoods. Um, Outside of that, (laughs) in the producer world, I am producing a children's television show that I've been working on for a few years, which has a little bit of travel, more of like traveling inside the soul. Um, But Hollywood is on strike right now, so that is on hold, and I am just your content creation girly right now. I love it. No, it's all you just... I don't know. You just have this energy. You've just got this like light that I'm like, oh, when I started this, I was like, we have to have a conversation because so when Jasmine and I met, uh, we worked on her brand together and her focus was confidence building. She was working on doing confidence courses, things like that. And through the whole process, she kind of morphed into this um, producer hype queen content Mm -hmm. creator, which is where she's living more now. Um, so I want to be able to slip into a little bit of a conversation around confidence and imposter syndrome and all of that, but I'm more interested right now in where, what made you make the shift from teaching confidence to people? Cause you have, you just exude this confidence. Mm-hmm. So kind of teaching and doing all of that. And even maybe some of your prior work history and things that kind of led to the confidence building, but then what made you pivot into this kind of producer hype role? Yeah. Oh, I love this. I love this story and this journey um, because I feel like a a sense of confidence is kind of like the the consistent piece through the thread through all of the like (laughs) personal pivots that I've made in the last few years. Yeah. Um, I'll start with a little bit about the confidence course. So um, for folks who don't know me, Uh, Many years ago, I taught something called the Heal of Myself Confidence course. We ran four cohorts and one 
in-person retreat. This is all pre, well, pre-COVID and like a little into like the first quarter of COVID if we like measure it in that way. Yeah. Um, and what got me into that work was kind of what you were saying is just like having folks share with me so often like, oh, Jasmine, you have this, this je ne sais pas. Like, mm-hmm. what can you, <laughs> can you share it? And, you know, I, I really wanted to approach, um, approach this course as one, as something that was being asked for. Um, and two, instead of like, here, you guys, I'm going to teach you guys this formula, the steps, like, listen, I'm going to share with you like my life journey and the tools and the skill sets that have helped me, which are mindfulness, which is like spending time in nature and or connecting with that thing that nature gives to me, connecting with that for yourself, finding that, identifying that, making it a ritual, putting it into your daily practice as much as possible. Because when you're feeding yourself and in all of the ways that you need that are unique to you, that is when your real power, your real je ne sais pas emerges. Um, and so that course really walked people through um, five weeks of exploring that for themselves, as well as connecting with each other and sisterhood um, that came through that. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of where we met. Um, and that work is so, it was so wonderful. And I met so many incredible women from around the world doing that. But um, just, you know, to be transparent, as the course was just really, really launching off, we had a really successful retreat, um, COVID was starting. And at the beginning of COVID, my life was still in production, but in live event production. So I was producing events, festivals, concerts, um, conferences, Mm -hmm. and hosting in that capacity as well. Um, Usually out of the need of like, we've spent all of our money on the production and we need someone to host. (laughs) So we do that. Um, But as you know, with COVID, in-person gatherings um, were no longer a thing for a while. And so overnight, my entire world shifted in terms of like how I was making money and how the world knew me and how the world was utilizing my skill sets. Um, and that really spun that along with like all of the uprisings that were happening, the social unrest that was starting to unfold in the spring and summer of 2020, which I'm sure none of us will ever forget that all just like weighed on me very, very heavily. Like all of the things that I had confidence in, which is like, my grounding in my work and like being known in the world is like this badass producer and you know the grounding of my community being able to gather in person with people regularly through set events um you know having money and like having access like all of that disappearing in the span of a few weeks really really shook my confidence to its core and as much as i loved and and felt fed by that course it felt um it felt disingenuous to keep it going Um, during that time, because in that moment, I wasn't feeling very confident. I felt like I needed to take some time to myself, step back and, um, revisit the skill sets that I was sharing with people or the formulas that I was sharing with people and like do that on my own alone. Um, and that process, I thought I'd take maybe a couple of months off. That process was like a couple of years. (laughs) Yeah. And, and in that couple of years, so much of my life changed and not that um you know thinking about confidence and like wanting to teach kind of those like mindset and mindfulness tools didn't still move me I think that I just shifted into wanting to share them in a different way and I think that is where I'm at now um 
But, you know, from there, I, I got more into like content production because all of the work was remote. And oh, yeah. the, the skill sets from live event production, they, because I had worked with camera people before and writers and directors and things like that in my in-person events, like capturing um, and documenting those, I had the basic understanding. And as you know, I have the gusto and just yeah, immersed myself into learning. Um, I got approached by a company called Skillshare about coming on as a producer. Um, and I was like, well, I was very transparent and said, like, listen, I don't have a lot of video production experience, but I know how to do this, this and this. And I feel confident in the like very specific pieces that I can learn. And they were like, bet. And for two years, I just became their go-to production person. And so I really loved that work and felt like a lot of the things that I've pulled from my event production, as well as like for my confidence course, because the the artists and, and talent that I was working with often needed to be coached into yeah. like exuding their confidence when they were on camera, because no matter how badass these people were, a lot of folks have a lot of... Um, trepidation around being on camera. Oh yeah. And so I was able to utilize the the skills from the course. And that's just like all of these things have kind of naturally emerged, just like following a breadcrumb when one thing shifts, like moving to the next thing that makes sense and throwing myself into it. And with this attitude of like, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I love that. I love that. So actually while we're even talking about that, cause you know, a lot of people do, you know, especially with People that I'm speaking to now, a lot of creatives and just small businesses and and the like, they don't know how to get on camera. They don't know how to to just put it all aside. And you know, I just swallow it and go. And that's you know, it's just like stuff it all down mm -hmm. and just you know, be whatever. Right. People, a lot of people can't do that. So is that something? I mean, can can you share how you would take somebody through that, or just things that people can kind of shake to shake up to get themselves out of that like paralyzing fear of being on camera? Absolutely. And it's funny at shifting, like being on camera in this setting, super natural to me. I am a Leo rising. So yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> but as I've started moving more into the, like, instead of being just the producer, but um, in most recent months, like moving into being front of camera, like being the talent, being like the content creator. Yeah. Um, I've noticed even in myself, like it gets a little scary to like, especially when I'm like in public to like pull my tripod out Yeah. and like, and be that person or ask a stranger, like, could you record me like walking into this, whatever, <laughs> into yeah. this temple? Yeah. Um, so I would say first things first, like you got to ground, whatever that means for you. I think the, easiest most accessible way for everyone is like really connecting with your breath like just you know I know it yeah. sounds so simple because we're doing it all the time but like taking a moment to just like really connect in with your breath reconnecting in with your body your spirit if that language feels good to you um I think it helps us to get out of our brain like yes. on a very on a very very like tangible level it pulls you out of your thoughts into your body, into the, like what's really happening in this moment because our thoughts and all that stuff, it's like, it's not actually real. Yes. And, and in those moments when you're feeling shy or feeling bashful about doing something, you are fully in your thoughts. And I'm imagining 
in our thoughts or our social or our mental commentary of like, oh my God, you're going to look stupid. Just like get into your body so that you can at the, maybe not mute it. I like to try and mute it, but you got to start where you're at. Just like yeah. at least turn the decibels down yeah. <laughs> on that voice. Yeah. And when, when you get into your body is then when you can start speaking a different story to that voice of like, either, no, I don't look stupid or yeah, I might look dumb and that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's okay. It's, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's literally not going to kill me. Yeah. It's literally not going to kill me. Like yeah. deactivate your fight or flight. And I think the first step to that is just like getting into your body, grounding in your breath. So I, I share it sometimes on social, but every single morning I start my day with just a breathing practice. Sometimes it's two minutes when I wake up late and I have a million things to do and overbook myself on the best days. It's 20, 30 minutes, but just always making some intentional time throughout my days. For me, it works best at the beginning of the day to just like ground in with my body and myself and allow those voices that are constantly telling me that I'm either looking dumb or that I'm not blank enough giving them a moment to just chill the F out, um, I think is the best place to start for anyone who's feeling shy about getting in front of camera or doing something where they might feel or look uncomfortable. Yeah, I agree. It is one of those things that, yeah, if you can just ground and realize that they're just thoughts that really just, you know, and then the practice for me, it's just being, it's like the muscle, like doing right, so then more, more tangibly now yeah. after we've grounded, okay, then you just got to do it and yep. you got to do it and you got to find what sticks and you have to like detach from the, you have to detach from the results. You have to detach from how it looks and just know that practice will make progress. Practice, yeah. not perfect. Practice will make progress. Yeah. You'll see what your audience is into. You'll see what you feel good doing, what feels more natural. I am like half a prepared person and half a like, I think my magic is actually in my just kind of winging some of it. Mm-hmm. It is <laughs> but, sometimes, yeah. But, but mm-hmm. knowing which person you are or knowing that you maybe are somewhere in the middle, like all my Virgo people, I know that winging it is going to actually give you an anxiety attack. <laughs> so if you know that you're that person, bet after you ground, prepare. Like yep. what what are some of the things that you want to talk about, that you want to share if it's bulleted list for some people, for some folks that I've worked with, they straight up, they will write an entire script, you know, for a one minute post period. And if that's you, maybe go off, yeah. get you a, uh, put your little iPod or your phone, set up yep. a, one of the, uh, Oh my God. What are those things? Teleprompters. Yes. It's amazing for me. When I've tried that, it looks and sounds so unnatural. Yep. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm more of a bulleted list kind of a girl. Yep. But to give yourself some time to figure out which type of person are you? Are you someone who really is better at delivering when you can just wing it and you have a general idea of the direction you're going? Or do you, are you someone who needs to plan and, and act accordingly? Yep. So ground first, then prep. Yep. And then do. Just do. Just do it. And yep. do it a million times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real. I mean, it's just... The biggest thing for me has just been the muscle building. I've been saying, you know what? I just need to go. And the more that I've done it, the more it's just now it's just like old hat, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm fine with it now. It's not even a problem. In fact, doing more on social media has got me to a point now where I'm like, I think I'd be okay on TV. Like, I think oh my I'd be God. okay. You know uh, what I mean? Like, yeah. to that point. Well, and it's first just, of all, it's only taken 300 videos, but. Okay. But let's be so for real. First of all, like you are so stunning. Like. No shade, no tea to anybody who just, I'm just saying this 
completely platonically. You are stunning. You were made to be on camera. You talked about this actually in one of your videos. You were like, you know, talking about like your look. Yeah. Right? And and you are so spot on. Those like baby blue eyes and the uh-huh. and the like Johnny Bravo yes. bleach blonde hair <laughs> is your calling card. And we actually don't see as much of this particular archetype as in anymore in these days. So it makes yeah. you really, really stand out. It's giving like Ken. Oh yeah, you absolutely belong on TV. (laughs) You absolutely belong on TV. Well, it took honestly, it took TikTok to do it because I'm an 80 year old man on the inside, and I'm like (laughs) social media. I'm not doing social media. I've taken you know every social media train. I've been like the last to get on every time, and I got on TikTok. And when I finally hit a thousand followers, I was like, I'm going live. And after I started going live, I was like, oh, here we are. This is fun. And then after that, it was just like, whatever. So that's, it's really that's the Going live is the real confidence. Because I'll tell you one thing I don't be doing, and that's that's going live. (laughs) I should. I don't go live as much just because I, um, outside of like, what I'm doing on social, I am still liable to this children's show. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I am just, I am just a like brain to mouth person yeah. and like beg for forgiveness later. And I yeah. just know me, I know that like, I'm going to say something that is uh, like, yeah. that is so problematic that I will not be able to dig my way or charm I can't my way undo out this. of yeah. I, that I can't <laughs> undo this. And, and the thing is, because I've grounded a lot in my life, I know that. And it's, yeah. I'm not going to try and change that about myself. It just is what it is. So yeah. I know the context where I can speak freely. This is one of them. I'm yeah. still, you know, being a little mindful, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all my live where it's attached to my name, which is easily like- findable to my project. I know that I can't do it, which makes me so sad because I know that going live is wonderful. So also for people who are aspiring content creators and things like that, really like don't feel like you have to do all of it because mm-hmm. all of it is not for you or for your brand. And that's yep. real. Live would actually be incredible for my brand, but it's not going to be a strength. It's, you just know it's, it's what, yeah. It's not going to help. Liability. It's, not, it's a. It is a liability for me. <laughs> so it's not worth. <laughs> the gains are not worth it. I'll just post more. Yeah, yeah. I'll just, just make up for more. it somewhere else. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's huge, and uh, that's one of really one of the biggest things. Is, and with businesses and and creatives, just that I've been talking to, they just don't. You know, they don't know what to post. They don't know how to. You know, they don't know how to go on camera and all of these things. Um, how, how did you find this just travel niche and even like the producer, like, how are you blending it all together to create this? Cause you're really, you're working on a personal brand right now. I mean, it's just, you're living the personal brand and just kind yes. of exuding it the way you want to. So how have you kind of arrived at that? And yeah, just what's that journey been like? Yeah, I love this question. So as I shared earlier, I think like throughout my life, I think especially in my twenties, I did a lot of different things. I was like pursuing a music career at one point. I was an elementary school teacher, Mm -hmm. event event producer, host, like moved into tech where I was doing production and hosting and all these different things. And in the pandemic, during those three years, I had a lot of big, big life changes, really, really, really big life changes that are the type of changes that really force you forced me to sit and and be a little more still and and do a lot less doing just a lot more being and in that being time really like trying to understand like who am I in this world because that was a honestly that was a big question for me of like what am I doing I am I this am I that am I this am I that and 
I think what I arrived at was like getting comfortable with not everyone has one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's okay. I love seeing people who have such a clear, like, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is what I offer to the world. I love y'all. Thank you. Continue. (laughs) Truly deeply. Yeah. Yeah. For some people like, your brand or your business or your offerings are not going to be as clean cut and to be okay with that and not let the social media noise make you think that you have to, that your niche has to be a specific thing. Like what? You are one of 9 billion people in this world. There's not another you. You are the niche. Yeah. And and get more comfortable exuding that. And so for me, I realized like bringing one, finding the things that actually bring me joy, that don't feel yep. like work, that, that maybe takes effort, but it doesn't feel like work. And those things for me are, I love meeting people and I love seeing new things. I have been traveling extensively for the last 12 years and I never thought about it being something, which is wild in hindsight, but I never thought about it, it being something that um, would be interesting to other people and specifically the way I travel, because I, I don't do the like, you know, bougie Tulum thing, which I think is so dope and cool. That's just not my lane. Yeah. Um, and that's not, I'm not a vacationer. I am a, a traveler. Truly. I, I go to places. If I want to like lay by a pool, I live in Los Angeles. I'll do that here. Yeah. But when I get on a plane and I spend money and I spend time and effort, I'm going because I want to immerse myself in a totally different space. And then I realized kind of recently, like, oh my God, that, that is my niche. That is something that unequivocally makes me who I am. It, it is the thing that if people can't put a pin on it, that's what they feel when they're around me. Yep. Because I, 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 my curiosity about the world is, is foundational to who I am. Yep. And so leaning into that more. And then in terms of like practical skills, I have always had an aesthetic eye, but I was Pre-pandemic, I was way more focused on like um, in the moment production or curating of space. But because for three years we couldn't go anywhere, I then got more comfortable curating vision, curating visuals, Mm -hmm. either through video, which like short form video, which is really something that I've been loving, photography, um, watching more movies, watching TV, and just being so into like the story that you can tell without words. And so those two things, so take like my my curiosity to see the world and to see other people and to like get to know them and my passion for telling a story through through vision, visuals, those two put together, it was it like, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks where I was like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Wait, this was in front of me the whole time. And I'm out here trying to do this and this and this. And here's the thing that like, I'm just doing naturally anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I came to it. And I would yeah. say for folks like what, and how and we can bring confidence into this. Because yeah. I've had to really like pull out my confidence again. Is yeah. Being confident about the pivot, like that you do not have to, stay loyal to any one story about yourself. We change. Our passions change. Our skill sets can change if you wish to grow more, and they often do. Our 
interests change, the times change, our circumstances and our accessibility to different things change. Yeah. When I got laid off for my tech, my corporate tech production job seven months, eight, eight months ago, seven months ago, totally rocked my world. I was making incredible money, making content that I frankly didn't care about, well, but yeah. was easy, was yeah. so easy. Yeah. And, and like every two weeks, bills are paid, nails are done. Like trips are booked, we're good, but I didn't, I I felt so detached from my creative self and I, I actually didn't like that. I only had like a couple of days a year to travel. Now, granted the days that I had, I was gone and you know that from three years. (laughs) Listen, I utilized every single one of them PTO days, Yeah. but when I got laid off, it ended up being a blessing in disguise because it gave me the opportunity to see the world in the way that I wanted to. Yeah. And I and and it clicked for me that like, oh, wait. I could make this my income. Yeah. I can make this my income. Tell that story. This the story that I'm living right now that's mine. People aren't sharing that right now and I and I know that there's at least one person on the world wide web who'd like to hear it. Who'd mm-hmm. like to see it. Yeah. And I have started to shift my content into sharing that story and in hoping that it inspires people to kind of be on a discovery with themselves mm-hmm. of, of their own story and whatever yeah. that means, whether that's quitting their job and going traveling or, you know, just exploring new hobbies or exploring their city, exploring their town. I, that is like, that's where my passion lies. And it's so crazy because it, it's it's truly just all of the thing, like a culmination of all the things I'd been doing for like the last 10 years. And it yeah. finally just clicked for me once I had the time and space to really sit with like, what is bringing me joy? Yeah. That's the thing I should, I should be doing. Not saying that everyone can do that. I recognize that that's a privilege, but that's the thing that I'm going to be doing. Yeah. And, and doors just have been opening up. I was just going to ask. That. I was going to ask because... That's what happened with my agency when I changed over the brand, when I, I started kind of living in it more and realizing like, no, this is really what I want to offer. This is really how I want to express the work that we do and who I am and all of those things. It got much easier just on the whole. So yeah, I was going to ask that. How how has it been kind of on the flip side of, you know, with opportunity and work and just different things and, you know, through all of that? Yes, absolutely. So I would say on the travel creator um, content creator side, it's super, super new, like, you know, a few months. Oh, sure. I would say what's really, really interesting is that um, <laughs> if you just say, this is what I do <laughs> with gusto, people are down. So <laughs> I just, yes, confidence again, exactly. It's that's what it is, which is why I, I want to share with creators. Like you can't be afraid to just pivot and if you're going to pivot, just lean all the way the fuck in Yeah. and just see what happens. It may not stick and that's okay. Like, and, and not stick for other people because it's going to yeah. take the world a minute to catch up with you, Yeah. but it may not stick for yourself. I've, I tried on the, like, I'm just going to be a host thing for a while. And it's like, it didn't feel good for me. Yeah. So I stopped doing it. It's like, cool. I'm going to pivot again. Yeah. And but like having the confidence to just like say, hey, this thing that maybe I've been doing or this brand of myself that has maybe is the one that the world knows me as, it doesn't feel authentic anymore. So uh-huh. I'm going to do something else and just lean all the way in. And so that's what I've been doing. And I took a very recently, I took a five week kind of eat, pray, love journey through Southeast Asia. Yeah. 
And before I went, I just reached out to like several hotels and um, like different kind of tourist activities and said like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. I didn't even have that much to show them um, in terms of like travel content, but I was able to show them like, hey, here is my page. Here is the the level of production and content that mm-hmm. I have the capability of making. <laughs> and I was shook. I was shocked at how many people were like, great, yeah, come stay for four nights for free. You know, you yes, you can come. You plus one can do this activity. Come see these elephants for free. Um, I was sh- really surprised at some of them being like, yes, you can do this for free and we'll give, here's like a few hundred dollars or here's a couple thousand dollars. And I was oh like, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, I think this is my life. So, so the, honestly, it's so recent. This is like in, in like April that yeah. this started happening. And I was like, oh, I think... <laughs> I think this is what I'd rather be doing. Yeah, something's aligning here. I mean, honestly, that's it's the door and a window thing. It's the like you have to have the space, like you said, you have to be able to be. You know, it's I don't want to call it rock bottom because that's not what it is. It's just the idea of like something being pulled away. I mean, sometimes control. Sometimes it is rock bottom. Sometimes it is is, rock bottom. Yeah, (laughs) but I mean, in, in your case, it's just you know having that thing that you rely on, and we get so comfortable in that of going, okay, I'm making really good money. I have this thing. It's fine. This is what life is supposed to be. We're still programmed with that. And it's in the like general realm of the thing that I like. I was producing stuff. I'm good at it. It, I like my team. But I was really like, I just am not the kind of person who can do something for very long if I'm not truly into it. And to be honest, I kind of feel like it's low-key a curse because it just means that I'm constantly having to like (laughs) chase my passions. But whatever. It's the life path that I'm on. So yeah. that's where we're at. But for some people, yeah, I don't think it has to be rock bottom. For me, it absolutely was. I won't go into details, but like the winter was like poo-poo for me, honey. Yeah. Um, it really, really was. But I am so grateful that I had that unfortunate I mean, it was under unfortunate circumstances that I was I didn't make I wasn't making the space for myself for the like almost all of last year. And so the space was made for me. Yeah. And so yes. for people, I don't, I actually don't want you to have to get to rock bottom. So I'm really wanting, if whoever is listening, <laughs> this is, yeah. please make the space for yourself, whether it's a few minutes each day to journal a little bit or take a yeah. walk or, you know, explore with your therapist, whatever your space is, please make the space for yourself. Because if you don't, and you're a creative spirit, the space will be made for you and it yep. might not be pretty and it might not, it's definitely not going to be cute. Yep. Let me tell you, I get, believe me, I get it. The universe literally will hand you. No, it's the universe will universe, baby. It will, it's seriously, <laughs> it will be universing. Yeah. Um, and actually, while we're on this, because um, I do want to kind of, since we're talking about pivot, we're going to pivot. We're going to pivot back to when you were kind of teaching confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really think, just even from a perspective, removing social media, you know, as creatives and creators and even small businesses we deal with we're dealing the pot with imposter syndrome all the time all mm-hmm. the time um and a lot of it's you know a lot of it is social media a lot of it's comparison to others and all of that um and i really want to get your take on how to get around that mm-hmm. baby and just things for you know things we can implement now things to think about you know just your take on imposter syndrome and kicking its ass absolutely so god imposter syndrome is a real biatch isn't she Dirty hoe. Um, okay. So it's a thing. Can we edit that out? Can we put a bleep over that? 
you know, this is the part where they always say, like, when they film reality shows, the person says something and they're like, you're going to take that out, right? And of course, it's the one <laughs> thing they leave in. <laughs> we'll leave with that on the episode. Okay, so cool. That's okay. Go right ahead. <laughs> so, <sighs> imposter syndrome. I really, I feel like my mind shifted on this a lot because I think in the course, something about the language of how I was teaching it, I feel like made it seem like it's like, um, it's like this linear thing. It's like, okay, I'm, I am in point A. I have this imposter syndrome with me. If I do A, B, C, D, E, I will then drop that and be at point B Mm. and then we're good. And then we're good for a while. Yeah. And that's just like not true for me at least that hasn't been my experience yeah um and i'm grateful that life humbled me out of thinking that was my experience because i think at the time that's that's what i believed um so i would say that the thing with imposter syndrome and and i want to connect this back to confidence yeah we have to really really remind ourselves that life can be uncomfortable especially as a creative like as a creative we are wanting to, we're creating thing something out of nothing, right? We're, we're taking visions and ideas and stuff from our brains or from our hearts and, and making it tangible in some way, whether it be a physical thing or, you know, for me, like digital things creating. But like, that is, that is like, that's literal, that's literal magic. And so yeah. obviously we live here in this physical world trying to create something from the non-physical that is going to test every single one of your insecurities. And it's going to test it likely every day and probably every single time. And so for me, I have been just trying to get comfortable with that feeling of uncomfortability when it comes up. And instead of thinking as imposter syndrome as this thing that I need to beat or overcome, I have been really addressing it as like one of the one of the many parts of myself one of the many voices I think of like a board of directors or like a conference room this big ass table and everyone's sitting around and everyone's got something to say and I think that imposter syndrome actually isn't as scary as we think it is it's but it gets scary when in that in that boardroom it has the loudest voice and so when I approach it and I've noticed at least for me and for my own practice when I Approach it as just one part of myself and it, the part of myself that needs a little attention, part of myself that needs empathy. I will actually sometimes, I'll let the imposter syndrome speak at a, and I, but I try to approach it with like love and like, listen, girl, I, you're here today. Yeah. What, what, what's going on? Can you stop yelling? Can you just... <laughs> Can we can we turn it down a little bit? Like uh, you can you can be here, okay? But like, I you cannot you you can't touch the ox cord. Yeah. And I'm gonna need you, and I'm gonna need you to turn it down a little bit. Okay. Oh, you're feeling. Oh, you're feeling some body issues because you're you live in LA and you're everyone around you is literally paid to be hot. So you're comparing your. You're comparing yourself to them. Okay, that's what's happening right now. Okay, I hear you. Well, they're literally being paid to be that hot. So that's fine. Yeah. And two, if you feel anything about that, we could later, when I'm done doing this thing I need to do right now, we can go to the gym if that will help. Yeah. And I like really will just be in conversation with this imposter syndrome because honestly, for me, the way it shows up is like, it's this like, 
it's either like my little eight-year-old self or like my like 16-year-old self that is just like so in love with the world, but so scared of everything and so scared of myself and what I'm becoming and who I'm trying to be. And it's fear. And I think like approaching it, since I personally started approaching my imposter syndrome when it comes up as like more like a little kid version of myself and, and trying to meet it with some love and empathy, but really strict boundaries of like, listen, I know you're here, girl, but like, I need you to take a seat for a little bit because I've got this podcast interview to do. Yeah. And then afterwards on Wednesday at 6 p.m. when we go to therapy, we go, you can talk all you want to, baby. <laughs> you can run the show. Turn the mic up. Turn her mic yeah. up. Yeah. You know, just I, I think being more curious about the voice instead of trying to beat it and like yeah. overcome it. Like I'm just I'm a, I'm trying to be a soft life girly. Dad. I don't want to beat anything. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just want to have uh, more realistic expectations with myself. And some days the imposter syndrome will win. That's mm-hmm. just, that's the real, that's yeah. the real of the real of the real. Some days it's going to win. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Okay? Beyonce. Okay. Some days her shit probably wins. And, and, and that's why we don't be seeing her. That's and why then she, she thinks about all that money and she's cool. And then, right, and then like, she's like, like, whatever, I'll just pour another bottle of champagne in the tub. I know that's fine. right. <laughs> Listen, and if, and if I get there, I might be approaching it like that too, but I'm yes. not. And so today, what I would say for folks is to, you know, the grounding practice that I mentioned earlier, like really stopping and connecting with your breath and and getting into your body, trying to get out of your head a little bit, but two, really having some, giving yourself some empathy, giving yourself some grace, like you're trying to do something that's really fucking hard. Yep. It's really hard. It is. It is (laughs) hard. So give yourself some grace that, yeah, you feel shy about it or sometimes you feel anxious about it. And like, that's actually a very normal occurrence. And it's like doing your best to talk to the fear, the anxiety, whatever emotion is coming up, giving it a little bit of space so that it can be heard and dissolve, you know, on its own. I think a lot of times are what shows up as imposter syndrome is really like different parts of our emotions or different parts of our of our unconscious that just like wants to be heard. And like, mm-hmm. once it's heard, then it's like, Oh, okay. actually now I'm chill. <laughs> now we're yeah, I'm cool now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool yeah. now. You know, have you ever uh. like had like one of those like hysterical cries and then like two, and then you look at yourself cause you're like, wait, do I look hot when I cry? Yeah, and then you start <laughs> laughing. <laughs> like, yeah, I <laughs> Right. And then it's immediate laughter. And then you're like, Oh wait, no, no, I'm good. that's fine. I just needed to get it out. It was just I literally just an emotion to- that needed to come out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we police ourselves. I call, I say policing ourselves. But we just don't pay attention to ourselves a lot, you know, enough, I think. You know, we're mm-hmm. constantly in the stuff. We're in the things. We're in the making the money. We're in the tasks. We're in, at least me, you know. Oh, that, no, I think we're all in there. Yeah. Um, and honestly, you know, something that I've been doing, especially with social, just an imposter syndrome, I've been telling people this. I'm like, I just started competing with myself. Period. I've just started. That's it. Like. You're doing whatever you're doing, like fine, that's cool, whatever. Like, if I'm you're just gonna, gonna look do at this. anyone else for anything, look for inspiration. Yes. Look for, like, honestly, the more I see someone doing something that I'm like, oh, I'd like to do something like that, then just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. And you are you. I am me. They are them. Like, it's gonna be different, and that's yeah. cool. That's dope. 
Like that's their lane. Please yep. stay in your lane. And I hope you fucking win in your lane. Yeah. There's enough space for us all. I don't care if we're both photographers or we're both confidence coaches. Who the fuck cares? They're, you're yeah. still not me. You don't have my yeah. story. I don't have your story. Yeah. So like I'm only looking, when I look at other people for anything, I'm looking at inspiration. I'm like, yes, baby. I love that. I see it. Let me see if I can incorporate some of that into mine. If I can, awesome. If I can't, cool. I'm going to just cheer you on. But like I'm yeah. not competing with anyone but yep. myself and as an Aries son that is growth for me baby because i'd be competing for no reason for like <laughs> absolutely no reason. Everybody. Everybody. no reason i know i know i know i've i i am a bit insufferable when it comes to that but i once i made that shift that you just talked about from trying to compete with everyone else to prove i yep. don't even know what to who yep. i don't even know whom yep and i started just like being in more competition with myself and not even like I'm trying to compete with myself, but I'm just like, I want to see like how far like, you can really take this girl. Yeah. Yeah. This, like you're the bar. Like you're I, the, I'm, like that's I'm what already the bar. Yeah, exactly. I'm going you know? to fuck around and find out like how exactly. far I can go with this. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, <laughs> no, you got to cut that out too. <laughs> you know what? You're dropping some good ones. I, you know, I looking at social in general, and I think this is another thing that has really helped me in like coinciding with competing with myself pe people like so just even going back to social media in general people use it as like this thing that you have to check off like this box mm -hmm. that you have to check at this point um and building confidence on social being on video using myself kind of as this marker if you look at social media as like a digital sketchbook as this mm. ability to be able to iterate on yourself it totally changes the game. At least it did for me where I was like, this is okay. If I look like I've done videos three and four times now on the exact same topic, like my, I want to be a thought leader someday, right? Like I want to be like pushing ideas and that kind of thing. So using that to like grow yourself, I think has been a, another huge help for me. And I'm hoping, I mean, I think the more people I've mentioned that too, they've been like, Oh yeah. Duh. The sketchbook like, is honestly it. so dope. I, I think that's why platforms like TikTok have, become so powerful and, and, and have taken such a like stronghold in um, like everything right now, because I think just the way that the platform is organized, like leaves a lot more space for that. Right. Yep. Like I don't ever really go on TikTok and go to someone's timeline, you know, yep. like I'm scrolling and I like see a video. I might go look at their thing and click the next video that I think is exactly like the one that I watched, yep. but I'm not going through and and you don't and you're not really incentivized to make it look a certain way. Yep. So they could have recreated the exact same, and a lot of them do. Well, they will create the exact same video. That's how a lot of these dance trends and things like that yep. will start. They will create the exact same thing over and over and over again yep. until they find the expression of it that feels most authentic to them. Yep. And or the one that sticks yep. um, externally, and it's often correlated between like what felt better the best for you is the thing yep. that like is that's it's sticky it is uh, and and i love tiktok for that and i've been trying to bring some of that mentality over into instagram but i will yep. be honest and and say that <laughs> it takes a bit more um a bit more strength to approach instagram in that way yep. i think yep. stories i can and definitely with yep. like thank god for the function of the close friends because all my intrusive thoughts live there, <laughs> truly. Um, so everyone I, get on Jasmine Fuego's close friends. Oh, list man, and that is. Whew. 
<laughs> You'll get well, all of it. Yeah. That is that is a very co- a highly coveted invitation. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's a wild ride, and once you're in it, you're in it. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I think it is. I will say, and I want to like affirm this for people. Like, it is a bit harder to have that approach fully with Instagram. Yeah. But the more I have been adopting it to my IG, the more it has like been effective. Yeah. I have been seeing in the last, um, like the last six to eight weeks, I've been posting very consistently, like every other day, sometimes every day. And I'm, I'm kind of operating between one big overarching theme, which is like travel and self-exploration and then three pillars of how it looks. So I'll have like one type of video that's just like, I'm not in it. It's just a, some scenery and text over it, sharing like a funny story or something maybe more inspirational. Then I'll have my like vlog style, which is like a combination of me and the camera, a bunch of different shots, but voiceovers using a trending audio. And then I'll have another one that's kind of a mix of both of those. And I've just been doing all of those and really not trying to be so precious about like, what's the thumbnail look like? Yep. And what does the caption say? And what just, just doing it and doing it a lot and just seeing what sticks. Yep. And I, that mindset around like, it's a sketchbook. That's how I've been approaching it. And that's allowed me to get past the like negative self-talk or the fear mm-hmm. and just putting as much stuff out there and, and just the more, just like, logistically or analytically how Instagram works, the more you post, the more your engagement goes up and the more it's going to push your content out because it's say Instagram as a company is seeing like, Oh, this person is spending a lot of time on the app and they're creating things that hopefully will make people stay in the app. So we, we are going to help them out if we see them helping us out in that way. So just, just like factually, regardless of how good your shit is, if you're just posting consistently, like you are going to see growth. Um, but the more you put stuff out, the more you're iterating, as you said, like in a sketchbook, the more you're feeling more comfortable and you are able to see actual analytics for the things that stick. And then you can just create more of that. Yes. That. Yes. More frequently. Yes. And I've been yes. doing this for almost two months now. And so I have two months of data of actual yeah. data, not like, Oh my heart. I think, I think, I think that people like this content. Like yes. I, I can look at the follow, like the percentage of following growth. I can look at the percentage of in- impressions growth. I can look Whoa. at the engagement growth. And what I can see is that from when I was being super precious about what I was posting back in April and to now my engagement has grown 366%. That's crazy. Which is yeah. wild. Like I don't even know what that means. I just saw that yeah. number was this morning and was like, "Oh." Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's a lot. It is and it's, you know, it's it's all for me it's all connected. This whole conversation just social media and just massa- you when we first met you were talking about confidence as a muscle, right? Like that's what it is. It's like you're building it through creating the content. Like it's the way out is through. Like it's <laughs> the more you do it that's, that's a what bar. It is. It's yeah. a tweet or a thread. Yeah. Or a spill, yeah. Or, or a thre- I know because we're all on threads now. It's all, you know, it's another app. Only the eight or ten people have to keep over that. No. I won't. You haven't do done it. it? You haven't done it? I haven't done it one because when I looked at it, I went and I read the terms of agreements and I was yeah. like, that's not going to work for me. Okay. Two, Look similar, you, to, yeah. similar to why I go, don't go live, that whole 
app is like, it's not really visual, visually focused, right? It's like, for me, it's like intrusive thoughts. I'm like, those are the exact things I do not want in writing, living for all time attached to my Instagram profile. Because I already know the type of stuff that I'd be writing on there. It is. And text is always subjective depending on who's very, reading what when very sug- yeah. it's a lot harder yeah. and, and even still video and even your own voice will get misconstrued but it's a lot right. easier to to direct the way that the yes. thing is being um, yep. received yep. when it is your voice and it yep. or it's just visuals as opposed to like here's my writing and depending on how you read it that day i mean Look at Kiki Palmer's boyfriend. I bet he wished he didn't get on Twitter last week. I bet she wished he didn't you know, write all that stuff. And I mean, look I mean, at him looking is, stupid without his without his girl. This is true. I, so this is a perfect point too that I don't think you know everybody thinks they need to do everything, right? Mm-mm. And you don't have to. You can be selective. You can be you know it's like what's working for your brand, what's working for you, what's what do you feel comfy on? You know you don't have to and read your terms and conditions. Read your terms and conditions, y'all, like, or pay someone to do it, like, truly, truly, actually. No, because it's very scary out here. But two, yes, you don't have to do everything, like, yeah. and, and social will have you thinking that you do. Like, yeah. sure, it would be very good for me if I was posting as consistently on TikTok and YouTube shorts and Be Real or whatever the heck else Yeah. Um, as much as I'm posting on Instagram. But I'm just, like... Some days I have that energy. Some days I don't. Uh, but I know that like IG is like where more of my community lives. I have seen in this time that that is where more of my where more of my engagement actually translates into calls to action. And so I'm hyper focusing there. And like when I have more of the energy in the space and or like honestly, when I just hire someone to then take that and and be doing it on the exact same time on all the platforms, great. But really like just focus on the things that you can do and that you can do consistently. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, yeah. So fantastic. Exactly. That's, I look at it as lowest common denominator. That's how I started again. Cause I stopped for a long time. It, yes. it was just, I burned myself out and I was like, what is the lowest amount of effort I can put in without sacrificing what I'm going to do? Because I'm not going to put out total crap. I'm not going to be no. <laughs> the person that's like, you know, I'm just going to check a box and it's not going to do anything. It's going to be worthless. So it's total waste of my time. Right. I'm going to do what can I do well for a, like, whatever limit my limit is. Right. And that, and that builds confidence because yes. if you're doing that and you're starting to see the progress from that, yes. then you have the confidence to, for me in my case, like, go a little bit out on the limb and start Mm -hmm. posting more on TikTok or posting on YouTube shorts, which is actually an incredible platform and people are growing super fast over there. Uh, But because I'm starting to see how my consistency and things are working on Instagram, because that's what feels good and easy right now. And I can be consistent with that. Like I'm starting to get enough of uh, enough inspiration to then stretch a bit to go over to these other things and make the space for it. Yep. But like if, if from jump you're approaching it like, oh, this is going to be so hard. This sucks. Like, baby, it's not going to work. Yep, exactly. It's not work. You can't. Yep. You have to be comfy <laughs> with it. And it's, yeah, it's baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps all the way in. And, you know, all of it, all the, you know, right away, it's just never going to, it's never going to pay off and it's never going to be fun. Like you have to find a way to make it fun, which is why this sketchbook feel, this competing with yourself, this like just massaging the confidence muscle is... For me, it's always been the way to go. So I'm glad that you've kind of reiterated all that for me and just 
you know, it makes sense. You know, um, what I want to ask you before we go, um, what's your number one piece of advice you would give everyone listening? It can be on literally anything, but number one piece. Mm, Oh, this is good. This was not in the list of questions that I prepared for. So (laughs) let me feel into it. All right. Now we'll, we'll cut out whatever we need to cut out. I think be honest with yourself. Ooh. I think give yourself the space and the grace to be honest with yourself. Doesn't mean you have to share that full honesty with the world, but at least know where you, how you feel about whatever blank, whatever the thing is. And I would say act accordingly from there. And sometimes that's very scary. I think that relates to this conversation in the way of like, Maybe you think that you want to be doing X, Y, Z because you see this other person or this other creator over there doing that. And they're like, and based on what you've seen on their social, they're fucking killing it, making all the bags, getting flewed out to all the places. And you're like, cool, I'm going to try and do that. But be real with yourself. Like, is that what you want to do? Is that your most authentic expression? If they are winning like that over there, it's because they are living in their most authentic expression and or it's all cap and, and like, don't believe what everything it's not you a, see yeah. anyway, because you yeah. don't even know what the hell they're doing or what they're going through. Or if they're, yes, their rich ass parents are bankrolling all of this for exactly. them. Exactly. Okay? Yes. So yeah, basically know. stop. Don't worry about them. Yes. Make the time and the space to give yourself the grace to be honest with yourself. The more that we are comfortable with our most authentic expressions. And again, you don't have to share all of that. Some uh-huh. of that can be for you, but for you to be clear about that and to integrate that into what you're doing in the world in a real way, that is where you are going to find your real success because it's I, I, I just will never stop believing that the universe, the world, God, whatever feels good for you, rewards like the real you. Yeah. And... I I really want to see more of that in the world. It feels so good when you see it. You don't even have to know the person. You can tell. You can feel it Energy, when yeah. someone is living their truth. Yep. And that's what real confidence is. And you don't have to get on a microphone or a podcast or share it on a social post. That is your being. And when you make time and space for that, yeah, it doesn't matter what you're doing, baby. You're going to win. Yeah. And that's why you see me winning over here. Yeah. <laughs> that's why anytime you see me, baby, yes. I'll be winning. You're winning every day, let me tell you. Well, this is, listen, honestly, you just gave me chills. I think that's an amazing note to end on. I want to make sure everybody knows where to find you. So give us give us all the goods. Website, Absolutely. social media, where can we find you? Baby, I am Jasmine Fuego, J-A-S-M-I-N-E-F-U-E-G-O on everything and yeah. if you want to see the incredible, beautiful website that Eric built me, oh, yeah. and yep. he helped me brand, and truly that process that we went through, the branding process, that all has stayed so consistent, even if like the specifics of my offerings have changed, like the way that you helped me express myself in that process and on my website, it's the truth, baby. It's been the truth, and I hope it's going to stay yes. the truth. Um, so yes. go over to my website as well, jasminefuego.com. 
Um, it's probably going to be getting a little revamp soon. Mm-hmm. I think that we're maybe due for that. Yeah. Um, so find me on everything, Jasmine Fuego. Yep. Go look. Her I want to connect with y'all, and I yes. love you guys. Good luck. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. Seriously, this has been an awesome conversation, and maybe we can do it again sometime. I hope so. The Jabberwocky Sessions is a podcast written and produced by Uncommon Crowd. Visit us online at www.jabberwockysessions.com or follow us on Instagram at Uncommon Crowd. Thanks for listening. <laughs>